Bonjour et bienvenue dans le podcast Don't Read and Tweet. That one goes out to my one Belgian listener. I, I have one listener from Belgium. I think I talked about him or her in the last episode I did with Liv. But, and thank you for the reception on that. Um, if you are new listeners, I saw I had a few. If you're a new listener, I hope you enjoy this podcast. It's just me this week. I'm sorry. I'll have a guest next week because I'm moving back to Denton. I'll have my sister and her boyfriend on the podcast. So I just wanted to start and give, excuse me, the little Belgium listener something that they can enjoy in their own language. I, I think I would enjoy it if I were them. Uh, that, that sounds like a threat. But no, I... I'm happy to have listeners from other countries. I think that's super cool. And if you want to reach out to me, Belgium person, please do. I really want to learn all about you. And hey, if you have Discord, maybe you can be a guest someday. That would be awesome. If I could convert the Belgian into a guest, that would be so sick. But I do have to start out this week with a little disclaimer. Um, Y'all remember episode 13? I'm not going over, <clears throat> I'm not going over that uh, situation again. But there, something kind of funny happened. Um, someone who was a friend of the girl I dated before the girl's parents I was talking about in episode 13 told that girl that episode 13 was not about whatsoever, that episode 13 was about her. And just, I think that's kind of funny, but just to like clear it up, no, it wasn't. And... I tell this to everybody in my life, and I feel like if y'all are listening to this podcast, you're in my life a little bit. I talk a lot about it in my life, so what I will say is take everything I say with a grain of salt if I'm not being serious, or even if I am being serious. I just kind of ramble, and I talk a lot, so my point is if I say something that like sounds like it may be about your friend, I get being a good friend and telling people I would do the same thing, but... If you read the description, it did not say anything like that. Um, you could have guessed that it was not that girl I was talking about. And I wasn't talking about anyone except those parents. So just in the future, maybe ask me first. I mean, I would be I give my social media at the end of every episode. So if you have an issue or have anything you want to address in the podcast, then and then go directly to me. Don't just tell the person thinking that Oh, this person, that read on his damn Don't Read Into It podcast is talking about you. Because more than likely, I'm not. Like, I would say 99% of the time, I'm not talking about anyone. So I just kind of want to make that clear for listeners going forward. Unless you absolutely know that it's yourself. And I don't talk about people unless, unless what happened on episode 13, but we're ignoring that, remember? Um... I don't talk about people in a negative connotation on here, so you're never going to hear anything uh, for for less academic language. You're never going to hear me talk crap about anybody on this show. It's just not going to happen. That's not the kind of show I want. That's not the kind of negativity I want in my life because I wouldn't expect them to do that against me. So, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say real quick on that, but I do have some excitement. I... I'm doing Q&A again today, but it's not just any Q&A. I got two questions directly to me because usually it's like I ask a question on my Instagram story and they answer it. Today, I got two 
direct questions, and I did not bring the post-it in which they are written down on, but I do remember them. My sister's friend that she works with, he's an awesome guy. He, my sister talks, talks about him like he is the Messiah, and he just might be with how pure he sounds. Um, Randy, if I know you're listening, you commented on a few of my Twitter posts, man, Harper can't, can't get over you, man. You're, you're one of her best friends and I got to go down to her workplace and meet you sometime. But anyway, Randy asked me a couple of questions that he asked for me to address. And one of the first things is what did I think of the Joey Gallo trade? Well, Randy, um, I'm, initially I was disappointed. Um, I kind of didn't understand why we are trading Joey Gallo, especially when we were having contract extensions talk with him a week before we traded him. And that's tough. It's always tough losing a superstar player. But then I sat down and thought about it. And before I go any further, we got the the main guys we got in that were AAA pitcher Glenn Otto and second baseman Ezekiel Duran from the New York Yankees. Duran has a high upside. Glenn Otto is close to being MLB ready. That's all we can really ask for. Do I think the Rangers could have conjured a better deal and really secured better players for the caliber of player that Joey Gallo is? Of course. But in the Daniels era, that kind of trade is the one that we can expect. You know? Um, he's, he caught fire. He Pardon me. He didn't catch fire. He caught lightning in a bottle with um, the Mark Teixeira trade back in the day. But he couldn't do it again this time. Maybe he will. We don't know how Otto or Duran are going to to pan out, but they look okay. And Duran had a great start, is having a great start to his career in high A Hickory. And it's not as bad of a trade that I thought it was being. Yes, I do wish we would have gotten an MLB-ready Clint Frazier, but... Who's having eye issues, by the way? Clint Frazier is having eye issues and has like been on the IL because he can't see, and you, they wonder why he couldn't hit. <laughs> you need to use your eyes to hit. But yeah, regarding Joey Gallo, I think it was definitely if we couldn't extend him, it was going to be hard to extend him anyway. His agent is Scott Boris, the hardest of hard asses in the world. And he went to his big market Yankees. Do I think he'll match the Yankees? No. Joey is a guy that puts more pressure on himself than anyone else on the planet. And one thing you'll get being a New York Yankee is pressure. They've already booed him. So it's not a great market for Joey. But what we got back, which was the question, I'm not complaining about it. Obviously, I'm sad. I loved Joey Gallo. But we move. And you got you, the hope is that Glenn Otto will be a major league starting pitcher by next season. That's the hope. But we're going to move on to Randy's next question. Randy wanted to ask me, and you can tell he's a DFW sports fan. Randy wanted to ask me about what I think about the Dallas Mavericks and how their offseason moves have gone. Specifically, Jason Kidd being hired is the head coach. Listen, I, I had a lot of people in NT Daily and a lot of people in... I saw a lot of people on Twitter complain about Jason Kidd being hired. Do I think he was the best hire? No. Do I think that the hire makes sense for the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. Uh, if you remember, the Dallas Mavericks drafted Jason Kidd. He came back and, of course, captured that title with the Mavericks in 2011. His head coaching record is not 
the greatest in the world. Um, he kind of fumbled it with the Knicks, or not the Knicks, pardon me, the better team, the Nets. And with Milwaukee, he just couldn't get it figured out in the playoffs. Obviously, you remember Giannis Antetokounmpo was very upset when Jason Kidd left. But in terms of the Mavericks, I think this was just the safe hire. Jason Kidd, and we're not talking about what he did in his personal life or what he did outside of basketball. Jason Kidd is a run-of-the-mill average head coach. Well, coaching a team that he's fond of and has a great relationship already uh, be bad for them? I, Of course not. I, I think that he'll, he'll do pretty well. But my thing is, it's hard to be a bad team when you have Luka Doncic on your, on your squad. So no matter how good or bad of a coach Jason Kidd is, he still has Luka Doncic. And the Mavericks have made a couple of offseason moves. Not the greatest, not the worst, but definitely have acquired more guys that can, can help Luka Doncic, hopefully. And that's really all I got to say about the Mavericks. Uh, thank you, Randy, for asking questions. Whenever you got a question, tell Harper or ask it on Twitter. I will definitely answer them on here. And I appreciate the questions a lot. You know, I don't I don't really get a lot of in-person people going, hey, I, I, let me ask you this question. I get in-person people going, hey, I listened to your podcast, man. It was pretty good. And I'll, I'll, thanks, man. But they never really ask me anything that can or tell me anything that can I can make into content. So I really, really appreciate it. And I hope you are well. On to story time, ladies and gentlemen. Your favorite Midway podcast section. We're going to have a banger today, and it's the story about when I got punched in the nose by my sister Jordan. It's a banger. And so it starts out with me and my family, or used to at least, take a trip to California every year. We would drive there because there were five of us. That's a lot of money. There were five of us and two dogs. One of those dogs had passed away, but the other's still alive. But five of us, two dogs, so we never flew. That's expensive. And plus, flying is kind of scary. Um, and so we always used to stop in either Las Cruces or Tucson, depending on how tired my dad, who was always the driver, was. This time, we made, like, great time driving for... And uh, for reference, I, I live in the Fort... I lived in the Fort Worth area. Um, you They they started in Fort Worth. It was a 10-hour drive to Las Cruces, a 15-hour drive to Tucson, Arizona. And so on this particular trip, and I'd say this was probably six years ago, uh, making me 13, I was in the very back seat because we had a three-road Chevrolet Suburban that was my childhood car. My mom loves that car. Always endeared, very endeared to that 2001 Chevrolet Suburban. But me and my sister, oldest sister Jordan, were in the very back, um, and my middle sister Harper and the dog were in the middle. And so me and Jordan never really got to sit back there alone because she'd usually just have the whole back seat to herself. She was the oldest, so she got a whole row. And so for this time, we, we both got, like, to hang out. And so me and Jordan were talking the whole trip, and I don't know. And so we we pull up to Tucson. We get in the, the hotel, and the hotel has a bump. And her and I are, like, m messing with each other, being stupid. And... To this day, she says this is an accident. I'm convinced it is not an accident. She puts her fist up, right? She puts her fist up, and I'm just saying, Ah, look, you're going to punch me. We go over a bump, and Jordan to this day claims that the bump forced her 
fist into my nose. That is like the most sibling, like when I retell it, that is the most sibling excuse to punching your brother in the nose I've ever heard. And so I'm sitting there, you go, oh, bump, poof, punches me right in the nose. And so my immediate reaction is, oh, 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 my nose, ah, and it didn't bleed or anything, thankfully, but I'm like, ah, I'm too, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to, I went over a bump, and it hurt. Being punched in the nose hurts, and, and Jordan punched hard. And that's why I don't think that it was an accident. I think Jordan intentionally punched me. She'll she'll text me and say, Oh, I didn't intentionally do it when she hears this episode, but she totally did. I mean, I love you, Jordan. I always will. But you meant to punch me in the face that day because I would not stop talking on that road trip. And you were like, what's the best thing that will shut him up right at the end? I'll deck him in the nose. And that's what you did. You hit me in the nose, Jordan. And if you're listening to this, which I know you are, you know you did it on purpose, and the day you admit it will be the day I will take a very heralded step back, get down to a squat, and say I was correct. Because you definitely punched me in the face on purpose, and it's it's not out of your realm of things you would do. If you remember, when you and Harper were very young, you told Harper, stop doing that, or I'll punch you in the face. And then she kept doing whatever she was doing, and you punched her in the face. You know, you're known to punch your siblings. So don't give me all this, oh, it was a bump type stuff because you meant to, <laughs> you meant to punch me in the face. And you know what? I, I, I can't smell anymore. I've never smelled anything in my life because of what you did to me on that fateful day six years ago. You ruined my sense of smell and I'll never forgive you for it. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But yeah. That's the story of when Jordan punched me in the nose. I like these sibling stories. I, I've been telling a lot of them lately because they're just so fun to recall. Because things were so much simpler back when you were a kid. We were kids. Because now we're like, oh, Reed has a real journalism job. Harper has a real job. Jordan works for a for a, a university. It's a big deal. And so now all of us are like adult people. And so it's not as simple as it used to be. It's a, when our worst worries were. Oh, you punched me in the face. Was it an accident or on purpose? Now our worst worries are like, Oh, Lord, I need to look for someone somewhere to live. Oh, man. But, yeah. I regale in the stories of the past. And I did say that like a medieval person. I sound like I'm from The Witcher. <laughs> like that guy that follows Geralt around and always sings. That's what I sound like. He reveals in the days of the past. I don't know. I don't know if I'm editing that out. Honestly, I'll keep it. I'll keep it fine. If you want to hear me sing, you're welcome. <laughs> on to quick baseball thoughts. Oh, you thought that the episode was just going to chill out after that? Nope, we're on to quick baseball thoughts. And I like this segment because I know I, I said it as like a joke a couple episodes ago. Where it was like, oh, time to give quick baseball thoughts. I like quick baseball thoughts, so I'm going to give them. The Rangers aren't good. They are borderline unwatchable at the moment. I went to the game yesterday night, saw Shohei Otani pitch. Very good experience. Shohei was everything as advertised. Pitching, he did not hit well. Excuse me. I ate hot Cheetos, and so when you don't have a gallbladder and you eat hot Cheetos, uh, it's got to go somewhere. But, um, yeah, the Rangers aren't good. Spencer Howard looked really bad today. Um, I hope to improve next season. That is quick baseball thoughts. But what I really want to talk about is the U.S. men's national team. 
Oh, yes, sir. They won the gold cup. Woo! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Shout out to Miles Robinson. I love to see it. Beating Mexico twice. And that's nothing against Mexico. It's just that the U.S. never used to beat Mexico. We used to be sunned by them every year. But this summer, we beat them in the Nations League with the A team. We beat them in the Gold Cup with the B team. The U.S. men's national team is the premier American team. Who would have thought that? Who, If you would have told me that this would be what was happening three years ago, I would have laughed in your face and said, Oh, you're so stupid. Giassi Zardes is playing well? You're an idiot. That guy sucks and has been a detriment to the team. Psych. For some reason, Giassi Zardes, Kellen Acosta, uh, freaking Matthew Hoppy, Shaq Moore, Reggie Cannon, D- Daryl DK? Do I even mention Sam Vines and the hero, Miles Robinson? They're playing like they want to be on the A-team. They're playing like they want to be on the A-team. The U.S. men's national team, and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, we're approaching an impasse where the men's national team is probably better than the women's national team now. And that's not the women's players' fault. Vladko is an awful coach, but... The men are better than the women at this junction in time. And again, if you would have told me that three years ago, laughed in your face. The men will never be better than the women. Come on, man. Alex Morgan, bro. Carly Lloyd. Megan Rapino, man. Kristen Press. Mallory Pugh, the youngin. Oh, man. Uh, Julia Ertz. Well, those, those broke boys got murked. Or broke women, pardon me. Got murked in the Olympics. And it's not their fault, because they're all very capable players. But the way Vladko has them playing is how Bruce Arena used to play. They don't want to win the game. They're not playing to win the game, it feels like. They always play like they're, they're timid. And that's not, and it's nothing I've ever seen from the U.S. women's national team. Because they're always strong. When I think of the women's national team, you think of, of Lindsey Horan chips the ball to Alex Morgan, and Alex Morgan slots it away and then celebrates in front of the English crowd with her pinky up. That's amazing. That's what you think of when you think of the women's national team. But for the Olympics, they just didn't show up. And this is the first time we've seen the team where we've really gone, wow, without Jill Ellis, this team isn't playing very well. And that's just true. Because I don't blame any of the players. We all know that the women's players are the most talented in the world in the United States. They are the most talented players in the world. And there's no doubt about that. When they're coached correctly and have the right tactics, no team will beat them. And they've shown that time and time again for the better part of 20 years. So for Vladko to come in here, mess up the team, it's hurt. It hurt to watch the team play like that in the Olympics. And they won the bronze medal, but that's not the U.S. women's national team. They're gold winners, and they're all winners. You can say whatever you want about it. They are all winners. And they always will be winners. And the fact that Vladko has turned all 11 of the, or all 20 of those women into women that aren't winning? That's ridiculous. And it's not acceptable. They need to fire him, get a new coach that will bring the U.S. women's national team back to winning ways, because that's how it should be. And that's what those players deserve. Because Carly Lloyd is probably done after the Olympics. Alex Morgan has not got a lot left in the tank. 
So you may be wondering why there's a little pause in this podcast, and this is really unprofessional, but the weekend just dropped and I had to listen to a song. Um, Take My Breath is Amazing, The King always puts out the best music, and uh, To Live, Taylor Swift can't even top that a little bit. She couldn't even try to top the supremacy of The weekend. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to tie uh, together my thoughts. Um... U.S. men's national team is better than the U.S. women's national team, and it shouldn't be that way. That's my final thoughts of it. Fire Vladko. Vladko out. But staying on the topic of soccer, I'm going to move on to Arsenal. Arsenal? I'm bringing back Arsenal Corner, because the season's about to start. It wasn't a an objectively bad offseason, but we didn't do a lot um, that I expected. We got really good defenders in Ben White and Nuno Tavares. That's awesome. Our defense really needed help. Got a decent replacement for um, for Odegaard and Zombie Lakanga. And I think Zombie will be great for us. Uh, he, he looks like he has good size, good on-ball passer. Just very good player. Aubameyang needs to be better this year. We really need him down the middle to start scoring again. Uh, I love Alex Lacazette, but Aubameyang at his best is way ahead. Lacazette is his best. And... In the transfer, we can get messy. He's a free agent. Nah, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, that's all really I had to say about Arsenal. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode because my mind is all over the place right now. I want to listen to The weekend again. So, short episode this week, but there should be a really long one next week because I'll have two guests on. Um, look forward to that. Turn on post notifications, please. Um, the little bell should turn on notifications for the podcast. Be the first to listen. If you tell me, and I can prove that you're the first to listen to the podcast, I will shout out your Instagram. And I get a lot of listeners on here. So, that's a lot of followers that you could have. So, thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to follow me on social media, my personal account on Instagram is Smith, all lowercase, exactly how it's spelled. Uh, the podcast Instagram is don't read into it, all lowercase, no spaces. Then my Twitter is Reed underscore Smith 25. If you love Mean Green Sports and you just want to hear, excuse me, and you just want to hear my random thoughts, follow that one. If you just want to hear that, the podcast, you get podcast episodes um, and updates. D-R-I-I podcast is the URL on Twitter, wherever you are, wherever you may be, in whatever time it may be. Have a fantastic day, especially if you're in Belgium. <laughs>